Hey, this is Becca Irway. I'm the worship pastor of Pathway Church, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope it inspires you. I hope it builds your faith and starts you on a path of purpose. Enjoy the message. I just want to say welcome. Thanks for coming out and uh, checking us out today. We really appreciate that. Uh, we are all about leading people on the path of purpose. That's what we're all about in a nutshell. And uh, we're just a little over a year old as a church. So if you're new, you fit right in. We're all new too. So uh, anyway, we're glad that you're here. And uh, we kicked off a brand new series last week um, about relationships. And we're going to look at that. It's called Let's Get It On. So you can take that however you want to take it. Uh, so some of you are like, let's get it on fighting. And that's what you did on the way here this morning. Some of you, it's more romantic thing. And maybe that's what you're going to do later. I don't know. But either way, we are glad that you're here. And uh, really exciting stuff. We kicked it off last week with really understanding that the foundation for any relationship, healthy relationship, is forgiveness. Like you cannot have, it's impossible to have any kind of relationship without forgiveness. And, and today what we wanted to do is just take a few moments and hear from um, some, some of our own people from Pathway. And uh, just they're all at different stages in their relationships. Some of them are, have been only married for just maybe around six months. Some of them a lot longer than that. Some of them uh, come from blended families. Uh, some of them have teenagers that are out of school and college, and some of them have younger kids. So I promise you there's something for every, if you're dating, if you want to be dating, but you're not, like there's something for everybody. I promise you, if you got grown kids that are out of the house, there is something for everybody today. And so really excited about that. We'll introduce them in just a few moments. But uh, I just want to challenge you and encourage you. We're doing something this month. We're going to give away a free date night. And what we would like for you to do is uh, take a picture of you and your significant other, your spouse, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Take a picture of you out on a date with that person. Like, no kids. Kids are important. We love kids. Don't get me wrong. But let's get it on without the kids, okay? Right? Like, you know what I'm talking about, okay? So let's let's uh, take pictures of you out on a date. It could be whatever, like, a date is for you. And staying at home watching Netflix does not count, okay? Like, I'm talking about we get some, put some cologne on and get out of the house, okay? Like, take a picture of you uh, and your family and and then it's uh, hashtag pathway date night, hashtag pathway date night. If you'll just tag us in that on social media and you'll be entered into a drawing. We're going to give a great date night um, just for some local restaurants, coffee shops. Just going to be a great time. So we encourage you to do that. We'll give you more information later. So, all right, as we uh, get started, we're going to go. Man, they set in order. I didn't even tell them to set in order. This is so cool. Uh, so we're going to get started. We're going to start over here with the youngest uh, married couple, Chase and Elizabeth. If you guys introduce yourselves, say how long you've been married. Um, my name is Elizabeth, and this is my husband, Chase uh, Schleybach. If you've ever seen it and you didn't know how to pronounce it, that's how. Um, and we've been married for right at seven months. Next couple. I'm Wes, this is Jessica, and we've been married almost 10 years. And you kids? Yep, we got three kids, all boys, a little rambunctious, <laughs> eight, six, and two years old. Okay. Cool. Chad Singleton, this is my wife, Michelle. We've been married almost five years. Between us, we've got eight kids. Man, look out Duggars, right? <laughs> Most of them gone, though. They're already gone. Cool. Okay. That's good. Um, all, right, all of these people serve on a purpose team, and, and they're just a great, great families. We love all of them. Um, Chase and Elizabeth uh, are very special because the person that did their premarital counseling and, and the actual wedding is, is one of the best out there, and, and all success they have to their wedding is owed 
to that person, which was me. I, so I, you know, I mean, what were we going to say? Um, so we have some questions that we just want to share um, that, that uh, we just want to ask them and we'll let them answer, um, kind of answer in order, if, if you will. So first question that we want to talk about just here from you guys is what have you learned so far in your marriage that has been surprising, good or bad? Jason, Elizabeth, what have you learned so far that's been surprising, good or bad? Um, I think one thing that we didn't anticipate going into it so much was just the challenge of building a career at the same time as building a marriage. Um, we've known each other for about six years, so we have a pretty solid foundation of understanding for who each other is. But um, one thing that we didn't really experience growing up, either one of us, our parents both kind of had um, their careers made and set before they started having children so we didn't really see our parents go through that um so that's kind of been challenging um i knew what i wanted to do but it kind of was a slow start and um just recently started working at the capitol and i know that's where i want to be i know that's where god wants me to be but his timing is a little slower than mine would like i would like for it to be um and then chase has informed me recently that he wants to make a pretty big career change and I want him to do that. I want him to be happy, but um, we're just not used to that. We weren't expecting that to be so challenging for us to build our marriage at the same time as trying to build our careers. Good. Yeah, want to add anything, Chase? No? No? Okay. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Wes and Chase. Uh, I think for me um, specifically, it's a little bit deeper of a note probably, but... Uh, I think it's funny to learn, you know, 10 years in, I'm still learning exactly how Jessica is loved. Um, you know, because she doesn't receive love the same way I receive love. And my instinct is to hang out with her. As to her, her instinct to receive love might be getting a gift or acts of service or something along those lines, so. Um, that's been pretty interesting for me, surprising, something I didn't know when I was a kid. I think for me, um, probably just, you know, we didn't date for very long before we got engaged and just thinking like that we had so much in common. And I think it's been interesting to learn like how similar we are in a lot of ways, but how like different we are and kind of navigating through that and how like, kind of like he said, how we each receive love differently and just what that looks like. I think that was something that I wasn't prepared for. Um, it's been interesting just in learning how to like maybe, you know, just stepping outside of myself to do things for him that don't always necessarily make sense to me or wouldn't be how I would necessarily think it would have been. Did that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. That's good. Chad, Michelle? What have you learned so far that's been surprising, good or bad? Well, for me, this is um, this gets pretty deep for me too. Um, both of us have had previous marriages. You know what I mean? Mine was <coughs> at a very, very early age. Um, I had my first kid when I was 16. You know, I had three by the time I was 19, and married and divorced by the time I was 23. And so that that carries a lot of baggage you know what i mean that carries a lot of baggage and and for me coming into coming into this this relationship 
I think transparency was was uh, something that I learned a lot about. You know what I mean? Um, is you're, I mean, I mean, people know this. And when you're dating people and stuff like that, and you're going through life or whatever, I mean, and and for guys, I mean, <clears throat> if you're asking a girl out, you, she don't want to know that you got five kids. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, uh, and she don't want to know that you've, you've you've done some things in your past you're not proud of. You know what I mean? And I think for me that was that was the game changer in this one. I mean, because before we ever done anything, I just I diarrhea at the mouth. You know what I mean? I let her have it all. And, and if it stuck, it stuck. And if it didn't, well, then I get what I deserve. You know what I mean? And and it stuck. You know. And, and for me, that was a that was a big that was a big change in, as far as this relationship goes, um, and and how stable this relationship is. Uh, this relationship is very stable. It's it's it's. A, I got a very solid foundation because of it. Um, I'm open about everything. I have nothing to hide. There's no skeletons that she don't know about. You know what I mean. So for me, that that's that's the biggest surprise is is uh, is, is learning how to be transparent in this relationship. Yeah. I'm good with that. Good with that. She's good with that. That's good. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, this is one of the things that we wanted to to share and just talk about because uh, whether you've been married 25, 50 years or six, seven months, you're always learning about the other person. And I think also, if you're going to be honest, you're learning about yourself. You're learning, I didn't know that I was like that or I didn't know I could be like that. Um, and so I think that's so important. And, and sometimes just, I appreciate what Chad said, and we're just going to be open and transparent as well. Like, Sometimes you think, well, this is what marriage is going to be, or this is what this dating relationship is going to be, or what having kids is going to be. Then you get into it, and it's totally different from that. And and you might be there panicking all on, on your own of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? It's I just want you to know, it's comforting to know you're not alone. That that every one of these couples, I'm sure, uh, and probably everybody else here has been to an extent where you're at. And so don't ever feel like whether you've been married a week or 50 years that you're alone, that, oh man, I'm the only one feeling this way. No, you're not. Um, and so that's why we encourage you. That's why we want to do this today. And, and just have another couple that we, we talk about mentoring and discipleship one-on-one. -on -one, and that's very important. But it's also to do that as a couple. And find an older couple that's kind of been through some stuff. They've kind of maybe on the other side of the mountain. They've been through thick and thin. And kind of have them adopt you. Uh, well, I've been married 20 years. doesn't matter. Find a couple that's been married 40 years. You can still learn. So um, that's why, you know, it's just so important to do that. And that's what we want to do today is just talk about some of these things. Next question is that what is something you wish you had known before you were married? Uh, so before you're married, what's something you wish you'd known? Or, or even those of you that have kids um, or, or blended family, what's something that you wish you would have known before you got married to that person or before you had kids? Um, and then any kind of advice you might give. Mm -hmm. Start over here this time. Okay. You guys want to go, Chad? Something I wish I would have known was, well, I mean, like I said, I just said it, I, was, I had kids at an early, early age, you know what I mean? And um, I think I, I wish that I would have known that, that it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. You know, when, when I was younger and, and, you know, you got that high school sweetheart and you're in love or whatever you want to call it back then. And, and um, you know, and, and the kids, when I was, the school I went to, it wasn't, it was common for a girl to be pregnant and 11th 12th grade you know what I mean so it wasn't uncommon and so for me um, the thrill of being a young dad 
you know what I mean? It was 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 cool to me. Um, so you know, I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to be able to throw the football and and, and do things and, and train my kids and and stuff like that. I just I, I wanted that world, you know, and, and that world was just not available to me. Um, it was it was a struggle. It was a lot harder than I thought it was. I had to give up a lot. Uh, I had to give up a career that I was I was heading in a good direction in, and um, I had to get a lot give a lot of things up and sacrifice a lot of things just because of that. So I, I wish that I, I had a, a better perspective on what life was really about um, before kids and marriage. Um, you know, growing up in my family, it was it was pretty much it was a big party all my life. You know, my parents were that way and. And so, and that's kind of the that's kind of the upbringing I had, and the kind of the life that I, I I took on, and it just was not that party that I thought it was. You know what I mean? It was it was a struggle, um, especially being you know I was I was that young, and and I had a, I worked a full time job. I, I I was born and raised in the trade that I do now, and um, you know having three kids, and, and I put myself through college, you know at, at Oklahoma State, and uh, and so that was it was very very hard to do um that and if i would have known known that it was gonna it wasn't gonna be fun you know what i mean and it wasn't fun it, i mean i hate to say that but it wasn't fun at all um it was it was it was not fun for the kids it was not fun for me it was not fun for her and um i, w I just wish i would have known that it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be that's mm -hmm. it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. you guys <laughs> yep. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing was probably when someone told me, you know, to cherish every moment because, man, it's easy to get caught up at work or working long hours or t-ball and before you know it, you turn around. And you really haven't had a decent conversation with your kid in a week. You know what I mean? So um, I think just to cherish every moment, you know, because, heck, I blinked my eyes already and my oldest son is eight, you know, and that's crazy because it seems like yesterday he was born. But, uh, yeah, that's what I would say. Pretty short and sweet, but cherish Every moment. I think for me, just, you know, I've, I've heard people say, like, marriage takes work and things, but I think that I just wish I would have had a better grasp of, like, that life is hard sometimes and it's challenging and that that's okay. Like, that seeing, like, the beauty in the mess, I guess, if that, and I don't know if it's something that you can be told or if it's something you have to learn when you walk through it to get a full understanding. But I think maybe just kind of going in line with what Wes said, like not waiting for things to be like a certain way or to reach a certain point before you just start living your life and enjoying it. And even through the hard times, just like understanding that you'll walk through it, you'll be better on the other side and that it's okay. It's okay that everything's not perfect. We were actually talking about this in the truck on the way here, um, not to like give you the big head or anything, but I think um, <coughs> one thing I would tell people that are either recently engaged or headed in that direction is to really, really, really pray about 
who is going to do your marriage counseling because I think some people kind of go into it lighthearted, not realizing the impact that it can have on your relationship. But um, there have been times that we're either low on money or we're not getting along super well together um, or just different situations. We can sit back and watch them unfolding and we can go, oh, wait, we talked about that in marriage counseling. Like, we know how to handle this because we were given really strong, godly, um, just words of wisdom, really. And even since then, um, there have been times where Chase has needed counsel or I've needed counsel or in our marriage, we've needed to sit back down and be like, you know, we're kind of struggling right now. Like, but we know that we can be super transparent because they know we love each other. They know we love them. They know we want to be in the center of God's will and we can't do that if he's not in the center of our relationship. So I think that's the best advice that we could give right now, seven months into it, is um, really take that time in marriage counseling. Seriously, be transparent. Ask for transparency from those who are giving you counsel because I think these last seven months were a whole lot easier than um, some people's first seven months because we did have pretty open eyes about things that we needed to anticipate, and we had really wise counsel that um, just really prepared us for trials that were going to come in our marriage, and we were able to face those together because we were told how to do that. Can you repeat the question one more time? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> What's something you wish you would have known before you got married? Um, for me, was adapting to her style, and the way that we're going to live. Um, so I lived on my own for a year and a half in my own apartment, and I lived like a guy would, throwing around clothes, food everywhere. Guys all agree to that. Um, so when we got married and got to our apartment, I wanted to live the same way, and that's <laughs> how I thought it was going to be. Nope, not at all. Um, OCD, correct, that's her. Um, but that would be my big advice for the guys, wise, is get ready to be adapted. It's going to happen sooner or later. Um, but just know, hey, it's for the best. It's, it's, it's going to work. It's going to work out. Um, you will have some fights, but it goes back to that counseling. Look up to those people. Um, ask for advice, that kind of stuff. So. That's good. Yeah, that's all really good. That's, um, you know, touch on something of, of what Wes and Jess said of, of capturing every moment. I think everybody can work on that. Whether you've been married six months, whether you're trying to date somebody within 50 years um, and your kids are out of the home or whether they're little, um, enjoy every moment. Um, listen, the relationship that you're in is a blessing from God. I mean, if you don't believe that, you're probably something's wrong, right? Like, like uh, you need to go to some counseling. But the relationship you're in is a gift from God. God gave you that other person. And so cherish that other person and enjoy every moment with them. And, and same thing with kids. And, and we have young kids. And yeah, there's days where I'm, I just wish you were 10 years old, you know. And, and then, like, like Wes said, it, no, man, no. I, I want you to be young. I love that, that you're so cute. I love that, that uh, you spell peanut butter and jelly all over the car seat. And I get mad that I have to clean it out. But it's a cute thing. And, and uh, so just enjoy every moment of life. Uh, you don't want to get to the end and just all you've been doing is hitting fast forward or you have the mindset and I've been guilty of this of 
well, when we can get a little more money, then we can enjoy life. Or, well, when the kids get a little older, then we can enjoy life. Or, oh, when we get the right career or the right house, we can enjoy life. No, that's not how God operates. Uh, like they said, enjoy life today. Be blessed in the mess. Enjoy it today. God is not tomorrow, and he's not in five years from now. God's not in your next job. God's not when your kids are 10. God is today. He's right here. I'll just start preaching right now. Like, like just start enjoying today because this is where God is. God doesn't want you to be over there. He wants you to be right here. And um, so we just encourage you to do that. And, and like Chase and Elizabeth said, um, you know, have that godly wisdom, that godly counsel to just pour into your life. And, and we've had that. And when we were first married, same thing. We're fighting and throwing dishes at each other and, and, you know, and then getting some godly wisdom in our marriage and our relationship really, really helps. So we just encourage you um, to keep doing that. So um, kind of a sort of to tag on to that, um, what advice would you give maybe yourself or someone else um, that's kind of entering in this space? So if you could you could sit down with someone that's, that's just getting ready to get married, they have kids, you have kids, or, you know, um, they're getting ready to get married maybe for a couple months, or they're getting ready to have kids. What advice do you, if you could go back and, and give that advice to yourself, what would that be? If you could tell yourself one or two things before you cross that big threshold of whatever, what would that be? I think for me it would be to be patient, to, to, to <coughs> learn some patience. Um, because, man, it's, it's, it's rough. And um, <clears throat> especially the kids. I mean, if you're stable in your career, like if we was having kids right now, there would be no issue. But, you know, for me, like I said, when I was, I was really young. And so it was, it was very hard, um, you know, when, when you're a young kid like that. And um, you got three babies in diapers at the same time, and they're all screaming at the same time, you know. And um, it's very easy to get frustrated, you know. And, and so... Um, patience, patience is, is a virtue in, in, in relationships with, with your spouse or with your kids or, or anything, you know what I mean? And so if I was to give myself advice uh, now to back then, it would be to learn patience. It would be to stay patient and read my Bible more for sure. <laughs> Good. I would say... Yeah. <laughs> oh Lord. I think sometimes when we go into relationships we have expectations of what we think that person should be. And I know a lot of times that's what I've done. I've expected that person to be this certain way and that's caused a lot of problems for me. And so I've learned to not expect that person to be this way and to communicate like don't I want you to do this or or I expect you to do this or I want you to do this and communicate with them and tell them this is what I want you to do but if you don't want to do that you know like just explain to them what I'm trying to tell them or what I'm what I want from them and sometimes their expectations are from us are not the same and so like Jess said or I think it was one of these two Jess or Wes um, or you it was you because like the love thing you know, Jess likes to be loved a certain way, and like Chad does too, we don't always love the same way, so we don't always expect the same things either. So that's what I've learned, and I tell people don't don't expect things and change change that and don't expect things. I don't know if that made any sense because I don't, yeah, just don't just change your expectations and don't don't have expectations from people 
just communicate with them instead of expecting things from them. I think for me, um, it's so easy to go through life trying to raise your kids in the right way, and you end up constantly telling your kids, do something different. Do something, you know, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way. Or, you know, don't touch that stove. Um, and then you get into a mode of you only correct your kids. And I think it's so important to speak encouragement and life into your kids more than <clears throat> anything, any kind of correction or anything else you can do. So that would, that would be my advice. Yeah. I think for me, just... If I could tell myself something, it would just be to have grace for myself, grace for my kids. Um, I had this idea in my mind of like this perfect family and things, and and I still am working on that in just like letting go and letting like trusting that God's going to take my kids where He's called them to go, take my marriage where He's called it to go, and just take me as a wife and a mom where he's called me to go and that I don't have to like create this perfect environment for everything because I like things to be a certain way and just it's ongoing for me to kind of just learn to let go and to just be gracious be gracious to Wes you know when maybe he's not having a great day and be gracious to my kids when you know they're not having a good day and also at the end of the day for myself, like the days where I'm like, man, I really did not do a great job today. Like just being, having grace because God gives us grace. And I think we need to first extend it to ourselves and then to those people around us. That's good. Um, mine would be adapting to the family you're marrying into. Um, <laughs> we come from different sides, very different, very total opposites. Um, so her family and my family, way different. Um, but going into that, it was just adapting to their style um, and then her adapting to my family style, which is a little difficult for our sides for a little bit. We'd argue and that kind of stuff. Um, but for a newlywed going into it, you're not just marrying the one person. You are marrying the whole family. You get told that over and over again, and you're like, yeah, whatever, it's going to be all the same, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you are going to marry that family. You are going to marry what they do, what they believe in, um, and how they adjust. How are, how are you going to adjust to that family would be my advice is have grace, like Jess said. Have grace with yourself. Have grace with them, um, and then adapt adapting to them. Yeah, um, we had known each other for like uh, known each other for six years, and we um, dated for two years before we got married, and so going into it, I felt like I knew everything there was to know about him, and I did not. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot that you learn when you are constantly with each other and living in the same place, and he constantly misses the basket when he throws his clothes, and you have to pick them up. Um, so I think just realize that 
think about yourself and how complex you are and realize that you're marrying somebody who is just as complex as you. And um, there's 23 years that um, he had a life that wasn't constantly involving around me. 24, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I think that was the most challenging. Just um, we were friends for a long time. He was my best friend for a while. And then um, I truly, truly married my best friend. And so I'm truly blessed in that aspect. But um, I think it was just a lot more challenging learning things that I thought I would have known more, but I didn't. Um, and then, yeah, adapting to his family. I had a really great relationship with all of his family when we were just dating. And then um, expectations immediately change when you go from girlfriend to wife. And um, I didn't expect some of the challenges that uh, we faced, but um, we prayed about it. We got through it. And um, I know that I'm super, super blessed with loving my in-laws. Some people don't have a great relationship with theirs. And I look forward to every time that I get to see mine, and I miss them just as much as I miss um, my family. So, um, yeah, that's what I would say. Good. Anybody else ever leave, like, a Thanksgiving Christmas with your other side of the family? Like, those people are messed up. Like, <laughs> like don't say you don't, because you do, right? You've thought that at some point when you've been with your spouse's family or the girlfriend-boyfriend family, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Wow. I thought my family was messed up. This is Jerry Springer over here. And, and they're like, well, it's normal. And, and that's true. I don't know if you guys heard. I heard a common theme that every one of them said which is, is either, you know, that grace-patience thing and learning to communicate with the other person. Um, that is so true. That's one of my biggest things that, that I think you're always going to learn about yourself and the other person, that the way I communicate, whether it's love or patience or whatever, is different from sometimes the way they hear it and receive it and vice versa. And so like Michelle said, just to be very clear with those expectations of, of not just, well, this is what a husband does or a wife does or whatever, but just of how you communicate with each other. And um, like Wes and Jess said, have grace with each other. Um, have that patience um, that you're still learning, you're still growing, that when you're been married 50, 75 years, maybe, you know, you can get an A on the course. But for the rest of us, you're always learning, you're always growing. So have grace with yourself and with other people. And I love what Wes said that that I think it's so important to speak life into your kids. Man, that, I got convicted on that. Like, I'll just leave. I mean, that was, wow. Because uh, you do. And, and, and I would say for some of us, that extends to our marriage, right? Or to our dating relationship where we're constantly saying, no, 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 don't, don't do that like that. Do it like this because that's how my mom did it. Guys, say that to your wife and let me know how that goes. But so, you know, when you're constantly saying, no, it's like this. No, 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 you need to do it like that. All you're doing is putting that person down, and so instead speak life into that person. That doesn't mean that you just kind of, you know, shrug your shoulder or sweep everything under the rug, but speak life into your kids. And again, we're not saying you don't correct them or you don't have issues, but speak life into your marriage. Speak life into your kids. And, and uh, so I think that's so good just to, again, learn to continue to adapt with each other. This is uh, our last question here. So what are some of the challenges that you faced in marriage or raising kids um, and how you navigated through those. So, so what are, maybe give us an example or a story of a challenge that you faced in marriage or with kids, and then how did you navigate that? Well, with us, I think, I want, I want to just jump to our relationship. On that one. <laughs> with us, being a blended family, is, I mean, that is very, very extremely hard. 
Um, <clears throat> especially when they're all girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? For, for me, and, me and my buddy over there, we had a hard time with it. But um, it's it it it's it's very hard. It 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 took a toll on our relationship. I mean, it it about took us down. Um, when you've got you know girls that are relatively the same age, you know, and and causing trouble, teenage girls causing trouble, you know, and 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 I mean, oh, I, without getting into the details of it, it's it was rough. It was really really rough, and it put us through the ringer. Um, we tried, you know, counseling with pastors, and and we tried everything we could put, and we put, you know, one of them in a facility, and I mean, it's 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 we've been through we've been through it hard with 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 being a blended family, and and I thought, you know, being the girls was the age they were, that they had had, had gotten through that period of, of the jealousy, and and um, uh, well, she's my mom or he's my dad, you know what I mean, and and all that stuff, and. And then the the of course you know me with my daughter and her with her kids are like you know we, we want to protect them you know what I mean and so it gets us going at each other and 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 it's just a back and forth thing um, for us we had to learn we had to learn a lot of, as far as um, keeping a uh, a front with between us you know what I mean and and and. And learning to um, back off when the other one has something to say to you know to the other one's kid or whatever, and 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 treating all of them as our own kid, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I, it seemed like it was a little bit easier for me to do it um, to treat you know her kids as my kids because she had a little bit more of a battle. She had two daughters. I had one that was living together. So she had then two girls. She was battling against two, you know, which mine, my daughter was a little bit more laid back. She had been through a lot of, of bad stuff throughout her life, you know, and um, when she was with her mother. And so um, it, it reflected, um, it reflected back on me, you know, as far as, um, being able to absorb that from my daughter and, and her not being able to. She got more mischief from her daughters than I did from mine. And so it took her longer to to um, to uh, bond with my daughter. You know, it's, it's hard to say, but it's like you don't want to make your kids mad. You know what I mean? You don't want to, you don't want to show, um, I didn't want to show her kids more attention than I did mine just to win them over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and so we had that, it was a constant battle for, for quite a few years. And um, thank God the older two got older and they went off to college or went off to school and, and, and stuff like that. And they're getting old, they got over it and stuff like that and everything kind of went back down to normal. But it took us to a bad place in our relationship, you know, and, and um, took us to a really bad place. And, and, and we came out, you know, we, we, we put Jesus in front of everything, you know, and, and and uh, you know, in that that whole period in our relationship is what drew me closer to God. Um, that's probably where I found God the most in my life is through that struggle and and our relationship. And and, um, and so that was that was the biggest lesson that I learned in that whole thing. And and that was our biggest struggle that we've been through in our relationship too, uh, in a combined situation.
blended families are hard. <laughs> yeah. But they're awesome, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's grew, awesome now. He grew up in a blended family, so he kind of had that. He kind of knew what that looked like, and I didn't. I grew up with my grandparents, so, I, and I was an only child, so I didn't, I didn't know what that looked like. I just, it was my mom and my dad and me. That was all I knew. So I kind of really didn't, I didn't know how to, how to do that. So it was a learning experience for me as well, um, how to do that blended family thing. And it was rough, but we made it, thanks to God. And we had a lot of prayers and a lot of, a lot of battles and a lot of prayers, but we made it through, and it's, it's good. It's good. I would say for me, the biggest challenge, it's kind of been a fun challenge, but uh, it's a challenge, it's a constant challenge, is constantly learning how to truly, spiritually lead a family. It's, it's one thing to, you know, come to church, be involved. It's another thing to be a spiritual father to somebody. So, um, you know, constantly doing inconvenient things for your kids, for their spiritual growth. Um, things along that line. So, um, like I said, it's been a fun challenge. Um, you know, and the term spiritual leader of a family gets tossed around a lot, you know, but it's a real thing, and I don't think <clears throat> a lot of people give it the time and respect and the designation that it deserves for their family, including me, uh, so I'm constantly growing in that, but yeah, I would say that's been the, the biggest challenge. I mean, I think probably for me, just the biggest challenge is just having kids and having young kids and we both work and just just figuring out what that looks like. And like Wes said, like a lot of times doing things that aren't necessarily convenient, but are for the good of where we, the vision that we have for our family. And I think um, just figuring out how that works in different seasons. And that's one thing we've always said, like there's just so many different seasons in life and just navigating through that season and kind of when you get through that season, there's a new season that you have to figure out and navigate your way through. Um, and like I said earlier, it's, it's all been good. And I feel like it's just, you know, how the process of life and growing and growing closer to each other and closer to God. But it's definitely a challenge to figure out like what that looks like. For me, um, it's kind of like what Wes said, spiritual. Um, our families are, again, are totally opposites. Her family grew up AG. Um, and then my mom was, grew up like Baptist, and my dad grew up Catholic. And then I went to a Pentecostal school. So I got all kinds of, yeah, I got all kinds of going through stuff going through me. Um, so it's kind of, for me, was adapting and being that spiritual father, soon-to-be father, one day, whatever you want to call it. Um, Spiritual leader, that's the right word. Thank you for that. Um, but just being that for her and then 
for her family doing certain things that prove that, hey, I'm going to be that for her. And then for my family saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do for my for my wife, and I'm going to be that spiritual leader. And it's definitely a constant struggle for guys. I feel like most of the time is, hey, this is this might not be the most spiritual thing, so let's kick that to the, kick that to the curb and do something else. Um, so it's definitely adapting, and that's a big struggle for, for me-wise. Yeah, and um, our families are very different, and um, in my family, a lot of the men are very... Um, theologically minded and I got pulled into a lot of those conversations so when I was little so I love theology I studied it in college um, I actually missed those courses because they always challenged me and I know it's weird to say you miss college a lot of people are like I'm done um, but I miss that and so it's been kind of challenging for me to honestly to see him as a spiritual leader because he's not super um, theologically minded. He doesn't always love having those conversations with me. Um, a lot of the times I call Judith and make her have them with me. Um, so yeah, just kind of adapting and just kind of changing my expectations and changing what that looks like to me and um, really trying to focus on what he does do to spiritually lead our family. And um, I know that that's been challenging for us, but I do really appreciate how he has um, kind of taken my expectations and my viewpoint into consideration when he is making those characteristics and making those habits and making them be a part of our family because what we do now is going to carry on to when we have kids. And um, I want, we both want him to be the spiritual leader. And so I just really it's a challenge, but it's also just made me appreciate him even more to take those, um, that picture of a spiritual leader that I have in my head and kind of, okay, let's put it together. This is how he's going to lead our family, and this is how um, I can support him in doing that. That's good. That's good. Any, any last thoughts from anybody? No? That's good. Let's give our couples a hand. They're really good. Good. Maybe next year you'll be here on the stage. Uh, no, that was, that was really, really good. Again, we just um, encourage you to, I think one of the big takeaways is communication. Learn the expectation, communication of the other person. And just kind of when you think you've got it down, another wave of life comes, whether it's kids or a new career or you're moving or whatever the case is, always have that open, raw communication with each other. Um, a lot of relationships that, that you know, typically, uh, sometimes as a pastor, when, when you meet with a couple uh, for counseling, it's because it's kind of like when you take your car to the mechanic, something's wrong. And, and a lot of the time, we go back to communication. And, and uh, I, I really sincerely admire every one of these couples up here because they're at very different stages. And um, I, I admire Chad and Michelle for the for the things that they have went through. And I'm telling you, you follow them on Facebook and it puts Hallmark to shame. They are just so in love with each other. Uh, it's beautiful. It makes me tear up when I just see them. I'm like, that's beautiful. And uh, Wes and Jess, I, I, I admire Wes, the dad that he is. And I, I've told that to my wife. And man, I wish I could be a better dad like him. And, and um, Chase and Elizabeth, I love their relationship, their passion for one another, how they're growing, that they, they genuinely want to seek God in everything that they do as a young couple. Instead of seeking all these other things, they really want to put 
Christ first in everything that they do. So again, I just admire all of them and let's just give them a hand one more time. They just did such a good job. What an incredible message. Thanks again for joining us today here on the Pathway Church Podcast. If you want someone to agree in prayer with you, or if you are looking to take the next step in your relationship with God, please reach out to us by texting PODCAST to 405-400-0339. We can't wait to connect with you. Did you know you can follow along with the sermon notes on our app? Just download the Pathway app by searching Your Pathway Church, all one word, on your iPhone or Android. Then click Sunday Notes. You can also follow along with us on Instagram and Facebook at Your Pathway Church. Well, it's been a blast hanging out with you today. See you next week right here for another life-giving message.